Hello everyone, welcome back to OPA Podcast episode 32, post-Thanksgiving. Uh, we hope that you all had a safe and wonderful Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, hopefully you were okay during Black Friday if you went out shopping. And uh, we are back for another podcast. Uh, and we are your host. Uh, my name is Jason. My name is Laurence. Never see a gopher football team in 2020 again. Guider. Uh, my name is Wyatt. I warned y'all. I warned John. <laughs> and Griffin, without playing this week, the Gophers have eliminated Wisconsin from the Big Ten playoffs. <laughs> we were gonna eliminate them either way. <laughs> That's the attitude. And you can't convince me otherwise. And we are back for another podcast. So some quick nuggets that we did last episode. So Gopher men's basketball. Is currently 2-0 with two victories at home against Green Bay and Loyola Marymount. 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 Um, so far, per, uh, perfect win streak so far for early in the season. Uh, women's basketball hasn't started yet, but they'll start their season this Wednesday, December the 2nd, versus Eastern Illinois at Williams Arena. Our uh, pride on ice go for hockey, um, men's hockey, is 4-0 with two sweeps at home against Penn State and the Ohio State University uh, with a 4-1, and 2 4-1, and 2-0 victories. And uh, I'm very excited. A hot team. Right. Marcus Carr is very, 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 very good at basketball. Very. And then uh, women's hockey is currently 3-1. and one. Um, I believe they're second in the WCHA or first. But um, kudos to our other... Uh, go for athletics, and I apologize if I forgot anything else. Um, so now on to go for football. Um, the big thing I took away was uh, this past week was we ha- there's now like a report about up to 40 confirmed cases between staff and players, and I'm like, how? <laughs> uh, what are your guys' takes on that? Somebody got sleeping giant. Just waiting to pounce. <laughs> Somebody got a little bit happy after that Purdue game. And um, I assume that somebody may or may not, but definitely was a DB. Um, and yeah, that's, that's, that's what I'm thinking happened. By the way, that was offensive pass interference. If since, since You know, I don't think we uh, went over this. The game, but that yeah. was offensive well, pass interference. I thought we were going to ease into that, but Laurens, you're just a little bit more straightforward. <laughs> so you just kind of. It's 2020. We're about to have an Indiana versus Northwestern Big Ten championship, and Indiana is going to win a Big Ten championship before we do. So you know what? <laughs> Let's go. So yeah. Um, oh, there goes Laurens. <laughs> Oh, he's back. He got too excited. There he is. All right. Uh, so LeBron's hit in the hit in the head. So the Purdue game. Uh, we won thirty four to thirty one. Uh, Purdue was marching down on our the last like few seconds of the game, and then offensive pass interference uh, pretty much sealed the game for us. Um, it was a ticky tack call, but I mean by the book. The more I looked at it, I'm like, you know what? Jeff Brom has every right to be mad, but at the same time, I don't think they called that all game. But it is what it is. Yo, yo, Griff, Griff, what was more ticky-tack, that offensive pass interference or that defensive pass interference on that throwing the ball away? That's what I thought. But other things... um... I was throughout the night calling Laurens on Snapchat, uh, so we can talk about the game. I was I was like on and off with the game. I was doing a photography gig uh, for my family uh, out of town, um, but apparently we can throw slants again. We had tight ends again, and I didn't use them at all in the fourth quarter. We did not. Nope. Well, now we won't use them for the rest of the season. <laughs> <laughs> 
know the saddest part about this season to me right now, Indy? Like, I honestly had no interest in watching this team play another game until they get an offseason and figure out how to play defense again. But Muhammad was going to be right there in the race for the Dope Walker Award. Like, we're not going to play a single game, and he's still going to win Big Ten running back of the year because there's not a running back who's close. Um, but, dude... Dude was going to, dude was going to be able to be at that finalist spot, competing hard with Bryce Hall at Iowa State for the uh, Dope Walker Award, and I'm very sad that we won't be able to see him uh, run over, probably Nebraska DBs. Yeah, run over is um, an understatement. Uh, decapitate Iowa <laughs> DB. That's almost an insult to Mo since he has more rushing touchdowns in five games than Jonathan Taylor, and he has more than 800 rushing yards and 13 touchdowns through five games, which is pretty much the most since I think um, good old Ricky was it Ricky Williams at Texas in '95. Well, <laughs> well, and that Heisman. was his Heisman's Heisman. no one no one needs to see any more tape if we play another down of football that's been solidified i'm like and imagine this doing that without daniel fa la 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 as well as curtis dunlap and the fact that there is a good chance that both will be returning next year so a whole bunch of people are going to get eviscerated, decapitated, obliterated, uh, dismembered. Um, I don't know if I have any more attitudes. There's no reason to throw the ball next year. I mean, we <laughs> no. should, but, like, I mean, these DBs are about to be treated like Donald Trump's claims in the Pennsylvania Supreme Court. Slammed. <laughs> like... <laughs> Oh, political jokes. Okay, I'm done. But uh, other news, uh, Rashad Bateman did opt out for the remainder of the season, which we all said on the Snapchat group, which he should with the way how it's going. Um, so actually, that stems, that's actually what's my next part of the conversation. So uh, to put it like nicely in my words, it's not a great season in terms of like what we've seen this team can do. Um, of course, the run game is awesome, you know, Mohammed Ibrahim being Mo. Uh, but then, of course, with Brashad gone, and of course, Tyler graduated, like, um, so is Chris and Daniel Jackson going to be our, like, our one two guys next year, or is there any other guys you see on that in the passing game that could be big keys either if we still play this season or next year? Because I think Chris. Gone. Chris has solidified himself, and I, the way the way he's made, especially the last game, the way he made key catches on fourth down. Yeah, he dropped, I think, a couple, um, but I mean, he made big plays when it counts. He was our leading receiver in that game. He has been our leading receiver in past games. We just need more trust in the quarterback to receivers because what did we see this game? Deep shots down the field, and what happened when we had deep shots down the field? We were getting flags called. We were getting catches. We have the offensive firepower to make our offensive attack one of the best in the Big Ten. I mean, it already was, and we weren't even using it to its fullest capabilities. So, how about your take, Wyatt? You've been gone for quite a while from the podcast, so I want your takes. I've got. It's been hard to watch this season. It's been. <laughs> Really tough watching these boys struggle to play football the way that they are fully capable of, and I I think COVID has to be a large part of what's to blame for that. But I also think that, particularly in the pass game, Tanner Morgan's not on the same page as the new offensive coordinator. Can't remember who he is. Mike Sam. Mike Sam. We we need to get a season, an off season of those two just working together, making sure they're on the same page, and 
getting our pass offense back because we are in trouble if we if Tanner Morgan can't throw the ball. Alternatively, with the trash fire that is Penn State football, maybe they'll be down for a tree. LaRons. What are you suggesting, LaRons? Um, Kirky, come back. (laughs) Bring me back, Kirk Bring back Gopher football. This is an open letter to Kirk Shiraka. Please come home. (laughs) We're not using tight ends any more this year than we were last year. Come on. Oh, I have something. I'm not sure if you guys would agree. Promote Matt Simon to full offensive coordinator. Uh, I mean, we we all saw the Outback Bowl. I I didn't really have too many qualms with him. I'd say give him a shot. I'm not against that. Only if Kirk can't come home. <laughs> tight end saved the game. So he I, knows what a tight end is. But also, he know, he knows his wide receiver core. He developed them, or is developing them. So, like, <laughs> uh, there's a lot of things that's frustrating. Of course, Wyatt, uh, when he was on podcast, like on Snapchat, getting really pissed off about our punter uh, situation. <laughs> <laughs> and then Brock, how bad the punter was. And then uh was it we have a fr- true freshman named uh with the name Dragon or Dragon uh doing kickoffs instead of Grant Ryersy and this got the dudes and booting it into touchbacks or under the five yard line from what we've seen from him and then Ron's not getting confused why the hell we're seeing Brock Walker kicking extra points for field goals instead of Michael Lance by being healthy. Um, a lot of questions of special teams, and I'm like, <laughs> I know Laraz, oh no, why is gonna be like, I told you so in the preseason podcast, but like, I'm still, I don't know. How many things did I tell y'all in this preseason podcast that came through? Indiana, Put some on my name. <laughs> Also, hot take now. Jeff Brown is just not a good coach. Jeff Brown. Uh, I do. LeBron's, I do remember you saying at one point, I think it was last year during a podcast, that Jeff Brown was one of the best X's and O's coach. I mean, he <laughs> is. And yet, I remember. I'm just saying, I'm not, I'm not trying to chirp you. I'm just trying to tell you what, use oh, your own no, words. No, no, no. It, it's true. I mean, you saw what he was able to do with Rondell Moore against us. Um, Right, and yet I'm sitting here and I'm like, we're out here giving up eight yards of carry and dude needs a drive and he's not running the ball right down our throats. And I said, okay, you are not good at football. (laughs) You are not good at football if that's what you're going to do. And is it more of like him as a head coach or is it him and his staff that he's assembled or is it he's more like a more offensive coordinator kind of good coach X's and O's rather than being a head coach? Like I think he is a really, really good coordinator because you cannot have Rondale Moore and David Bell and Milton Wright and Payne Durham at tight end and lose to Rutgers. That, 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 and in the second half, mind you, they were up by 10 going into the half. In the second half, let it be known that Rutgers threw the ball four times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that happened. With Arthur Sankowski, too. Because they put in what's his face, um, the other one who we Antoine Winfield Jr. made a fool of. Federal. No. The other one last year. Johnny Langdon. That one. <laughs> yeah, dude was just a fullback, and he he just <laughs> ran it down for dude's throat, and I was like, 
y'all ain't gonna bring one extra dude into the box. I see. Okay, cool, whatever. So yeah, I give PJ Fleck those wide receivers and see what happens. <laughs> hey, Griffin Rutgers now has their what three wins? Two, two. Yeah, Am I missing one? No, Rutgers only has two. Last time I looked, but Michigan, Michigan State. State. Oh, oh, and they beat. Oh, they lost Michigan. Never mind. But they will get their third win. I know you're thinking about it. They will. You know who also has a second win, or maybe a first win. I don't know. Maybe no, a second win. The fighting the line, I have a second to win. <laughs> 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 Blown out at home to Illinois. Couldn't be me. Nebraska. Is Nebraska back yet? <laughs> no, they're still complaining about uh, Iowa's clapping uh, coaching staff on the sidelines. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Notice, notice how in all the post game press conferences, PJ's like, "Yep, it's my fault, my responsibility. I need to do better." And Scott Frost is like, "They were clapping their hands. We couldn't get our counts right. <laughs> get our counts right. Um, we need players here who are really going to fight. We need, we need to, we need to be like, yeah, this is my bad. It starts with me. I gotta coach better." And I'm like, wait, PJ, how is it your fault that your receivers dropped eight balls? <laughs> At Oaks Battle, they would have dropped eight balls. <laughs> I'm like, Scott Frost, um, why are you calling a quarterback draw on third and 16? <laughs> we need better players who are going to fight for Nebraska hard. Oh, gosh. I really don't like Scott Frost. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I like I don't like Jeff Brom, but at least Jeff Brom has already produced a first-round wide receiver who's basically Tyreek Hill Part 2. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what the heck Scott Frost is doing over there with more talent than anyone in the West. Also, did he bench uh, Adrian Martinez for McCaffrey? He benched yeah. his quarterback for a fullback and uh, got exactly the results one was expecting, to which he pulls Adrian Martinez for the Iowa game, to which Adrian Martinez pulls Tanner Morgan and completes 18 of 20 passes. Did they throw a touchdown? No. But he didn't throw an interception. Anyway, back to Purdue. What's up? Can we talk about that fourth-quarter play calling? Not yet, but we can. Yo, you know what? Let, let's get on that because we need to find ways to get first downs when we're trying to milk the clock. <laughs> it upsets me. <clears throat> it really upsets me. You're watching against Maryland and... We found out very quickly, as we found out already. Actually, this goes back to the Michigan game. You throw it up to our receivers. It's either pass interference or the receiver's going to come down with it. But what are we going to do? Run it. You know, against Maryland, could they cover Chris Hobman Bell at all? No, they could not. Bracketed him, and he dunked on both of them in the end zone. What do we do? Ronnie, against Purdue, could they cover Rashad or Chris Oppmann Bale at all? What do we do in the fourth quarter when our defense can't stop anything? Ronnie, I'm upset. I'm upset because they trying to kill Mo. They are really try out here trying to kill Muhammad. Kind of reminds me of the Vikings when they tried to kill Cook today. Literally. It's like, oh, first, and, first and ten, let's run a mic right up the middle. Oh, first and ten, right up. It's, 
Stop with the predictability play calling. Save Mo. Play complimentary football. Have have the pass complement the run. I mean, yeah, now that I think about it, they couldn't cover Daniel Jackson either. <laughs> they couldn't cover him either. And so I'm just out here like they're Teams aren't even in the fourth quarter. They're not even trying to hide what they're doing, right? They're just going to put everybody in the box, leave one-on-one on the outside, and uh, they're either throw it. And 98 out of 100 times, <laughs> whoever we have on the outside is better than who's covering them. So I don't – there's – play calling is it made sense last year and it made sense last year because we had a top 10 defense this ain't this ain't a top it might be a bottom 10 defense this is a top 10 defense in the big 10 maybe maybe you're stretching it why <laughs> really are stretching it. that's the maybe. sad thing about it there are 14 teams in the big 10 and some of them are bad. We're one of those bad teams, yes. Yeah, yeah. No. Well, <laughs> the I mean, are I, don't, I mean, I don't think I don't there think is the a line worse. Is bad shape. I don't think there is a worse run defense in the Big Ten. I think Michigan has a worse pass defense in the Big Ten. But of course, did we exploit that enough? Even though every time we threw the ball up, we either came down with it or pass interference. Did we? No, we did not. Why? Because we're going to run it. Like, that's. I love Muhammad getting his numbers. I love him getting his thing. But in the fourth quarter, use him like Wisconsin used Jonathan Taylor. You know, if you don't load the box, you're going to die. But you know what? They have competent receivers on the outside. I saw Quentin Cephas score a touchdown or two in Detroit. They throw to him. And we're not. See, that's a problem. Also, and Trace and Potts is the future. True. But is it more on the fault of like PJ wanting to run trestle ball in the fourth quarter? Or is that a Mike Sanford issue? Both. I say both. I was gonna say a PJ thing, but then again, Mike Sanford has been making questionable play calls. So, <laughs> honestly, I haven't seen a single play call this past year that I looked at and I said, "Well, that's different." Haven't seen that before, except for maybe the one time where Mo was the leading blocker for Potts. Oh, that was great. That Michigan. was really cool. I was like. We like that. We like that um, because Mo's like, wait, I get to murder people and I don't have to worry about fumbling? <laughs> oh, anyway. Um, Do we actually, now that I think about it, we use a variation of the spread offense, but we never utilize a fullback. Like, we, there's no one on our depth chart that's listed as fullback, right? That's such a, that's that's such a thing of 10 years ago. Nobody, like, everyone 10 even the NFL doesn't have fullbacks anymore. Uh, unless you're, unless you're well, CJ Ham. Kyle Juszczyk? Kyle Juszczyk and CJ Ham? I want to say Kyle Juszczyk might be the only fullback left. Even CJ Ham isn't listed as a fullback. Yo. He plays like a fullback, but he ain't listed as one. Lebron's, do, do you know what I saw this game that I've mentioned? That I mentioned before, I wanted to see more in the season. What you? And think? then it worked. What? I thought a tunnel screen. <laughs> I remember when we used to do those. <laughs> Y'all remember when we used that old Penn State? Yes. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. And what do we do here? We run one, and we get like twenty yards. <laughs> you know what we? You know what we? You know what we also did, y'all. What we do is. We saw LeBron's on about a two-yard crossing route over the field, and Tanner dumps it to him, and then he runs to the end zone. <laughs> did, did, did we not do that against Fresno State, too? We, we did. That happened. <laughs> we, we did. See, those plays work. I like those plays. Let's do those. 
It's, it's almost Everyone... like knowing your personnel and, you know, things that they're good at and diverse play calling that, you know, are able to uh, exploit a defense's weakness and then open it up for the running game. Right. Yelmo Rashad's will get his catches going down the field on a go route. But do they think of him on a crossing route? They do on not. A West, on a West Coast offense type style? No, they do not. <clears throat> to which question number 14 of this, assuming that this was the end of the season. At what point did Rashad Bateman become a slot receiver? I don't know, man. Anybody know? I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, so you're telling me the nuclear bomb that averages 20 yards a catch in the Big Ten and his best attributes are his long speed route running abilities and making a corner wish they weren't born and you going to put him in the slot? <laughs> what they try to do. Was they tried to make Rashad Bateman Tyler Johnson. That is not who he is. He's never been. Tyler Johnson could get open in a phone booth. Tyler Johnson, he's just like, give me an inch, I will quite literally take a mile. Like, that's, that's him. Is Tyler Johnson necessarily going to get open downfield? No, unless your safety's name is Smoke Monday. Um... <laughs> But <laughs> yikes! <laughs> but if you give him he's a snap, is not it Tyler Johnson? <laughs> he's not Tyler Johnson. No, Rashad Bateman is gonna do that. And I'm like, y'all acting like Chris Hyman Bell can't run slants. He can. <laughs> like y'all acting like Daniel Jackson can't run slants. This is not difficult, and I am. It's been very concerning, but you know what? I look at our 2021 class that is slated to possibly be the greatest class in the history of Gopher football, which when you think about it, it's only a top 25 class, but oh well. Um, And I look at, even though we didn't hit like the wide receivers like I thought we were, the two dudes that we get in, we get a uh, a kid by the name of Brady Boyd from Texas. Do run a four three. We about to have beat. So we about to have a we about we we about to have a cheetah. We about to yeah, Neil. We about to have a shoot Brady down there somewhere. Like we about to have one of them. <laughs> Not too will, to that with too. I will pay for him to take. Uh, dash classes with Tyreek Hill. (laughs) I'm like, the last game, because he had broke his wrist, but the last game that he was in, I think he had a ridiculous stat line where it's like eight catches for almost 300 yards and three touchdowns. (laughs) And I was like, and this is in Texas. Fun fact, the number one uh, quarterback in the country was throwing him the ball. But, uh, yeah, he was in Texas, and, uh, yeah, somebody said we're going to try to bracket him, and I don't know if you all are currently watching the Tampa Bay-Kansas City game, but that ain't that ain't working for him. It, it really ain't, and I feel bad. This is the worst game I've ever seen from Antoine Winfield Jr. Because <laughs> there ain't a lot of people who can out fast Antoine except Tyreek Hill Tyreek Hill is one of them but then again Tyreek Hill only has the speed to outrun God so like <laughs> that's True. that's what more of the story is I imagine we're gonna do some stupid stuff if Mike Stanford is still here like Brady Boyd let's put him in the slot <laughs> actually but... screw that let's make Brady Boyd the kicker Wyatt, are you all right? You know what? Why don't we just throw Seth? Let's just really mix things up and throw Seth Green in the slot. (laughs) (laughs) 
entire role as a wide receiver is suicide balls. That's his entire role. His his catch that he had, he just got rocked. Did he <laughs> He's a big ball, dude. No. Not at he all. Did he not. took that. He took that. He took that ale with the culture. <laughs> he, got, he got hit harder than Nate Robinson got hit by Jake Paul last night. Oh. But not a lot of not a lot of people have to learn the discipline of being a running back, a quarterback, a receiver, and a tight end. This man's <laughs> got to learn four positions. <laughs> yeah, can we put him at a linebacker? Because I'm pretty sure he'd be more physical than any of our current linebackers. But hey, not well. Cody Lindenberg and James Gordon. Okay, James Gordon is good. James Gordon is good. I'm going to like this one. He's violent. I appreciate that. He's like if a Sezzy was a linebacker. <laughs> <laughs> just violent. He just wants to hurt something. How is he in coverage? Horrible. Actually, question. Open, for huh? question. Um, you know how our base defense is essentially pretty much yeah. like a 4-3? Um, would it made sense this season if we went to a 3-4? And uh, uh, the reason I'm bringing it up because I was watching Big Noon Kickoff yesterday with Coach Urban Meyer talking about the 3-4 defense. And in terms of, like, what BYU and Cincinnati has been doing, their pers- like what their personnel ha- what they have for personnel, it works to go with 3-4, then 4-3. Like, their base defenses that, you know, those head coaches and defensive staffs have been so accustomed to. So would it made any sense at all if our defense had gone that route or is still gashing on the run and not get to the passer? So my initial thought is no, but I haven't thought much about it because of your comment about getting to the quarterback. As if we give, as are our DBs and corners good enough at this moment to just let the quarterback and wide receiver make a play and then we make a play on that on that pass I don't really like our chances too much on that I would rather hit the quarterback make him scared because Jack Plummer was 35 for 42 this man's only had seven incompletions in a game I don't like that stat I want to hit the quarterback so unless I hear anything otherwise I'm open to it but that's my that's my gut reaction This is one of those where it's like if we had a throwback name, if we had like a Steven Richardson, throwback, if we had the stove back there, yeah. Because Steven Richardson, you know, he was that dude who was like, you want to put him head up against the center? Is that what you want? Is, Is that the problem that you want? So I don't think we, as this, well, based on the fact that, A, we are incredibly injured, two, opt-outs, three, COVID, like, we haven't had a consistent defensive line. So, frankly, the only person who I would, like, say is a down lineman who can go hunting is Boye. But you need three of them, like... I think of the best versions of a 3-4 that I've seen would have been kind of Baylor last year um, because they they only had three down linemen, and those three dudes went hunting every play. Like, it was ridiculous. Um, and I just don't think that we have that um, at this moment. I... I don't think that we have that type of depth. So, no. Wait, where does maybe where, next year? Wait, where does D'Angelo Carter fit? He ain't there yet, but he gonna be <laughs> that. Hey, he he just he just looks he looks like he got that baby fat on him. <laughs> But 
dude out here hunting, dude. Like, he just looks hungry. So then, that goes to the next question then. So, if the season, we're talking about if the season ended today, which is kind of feeling that way. Um, give me on each side, so defense, offense, and special teams, who is your one player you're looking forward to uh, stepping up next year or being more developed? Go. Right, right. <laughs> Why it says nah. <laughs> Why it is muted. He's still thinking. Um, I'll go first. Why it is muted. Oh, now I can hear you. Kind of. Hmm. Um, I'm still I'm pulling up my 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 list here. All right, I'll I'll say a couple things. Um, for next year, I'm really looking forward to Daniel Jackson. I want to see what we can do with him, because no one will ever be able to fill Rashad's Bateman shoes, and that's okay because he is a special man. But we need to find a way to make our offense work like it did in 1920. So, uh, offense. Daniel Jackson, wide receiver. We have Matt Simon. We have P.J. Fluck. We have two wide receivers. There's no reason why he can't be that good. And then it's pretty hard to fill the um, the void of not having Blake Cashman, Carter Coughlin, some of our really good linebackers. So I really want to see Cody Lindenberg do, um, do a lot more next year, whether it's putting pressure on the line, making tackles in the backfield, uh, dropping back in coverage and picking off passes. He he has the potential to be really, really good, and we've seen small glimpses of that this season. So it just doesn't feel right that Minnesota doesn't have at least one good linebacker on their roster. It just it, it just don't. So those are my two. Was there another one? Am I missing, am I missing one? Special teams, did you have one? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I I really want to see Tyler Newbin do really well. I, for some reason, he he's quick, he's agile. He needs to tackle a little bit better. Other than that, if we can get the tackling down, I think he'll be a very very welcome and cement his place on our special teams unit. Cool. All right, who's next? I'll go. Um, so offense, I just got you go say. Daniel Jackson as well. Um, in the mm -hmm. limited tape, yeah. I have seen him, and the limited games I was able to watch. Uh, Daniel Jackson is very promising. Like again, like Griffin said it best, he's not a Rashad Bateman, and I don't see him as a Tyler Johnson. Like he is his own animal, his own kind of skill set of a player that we can utilize in this offense. Um, and I'm excited to see him taking next steps because I think he's going to pull a Rashad esque season next year if if he does take that next step is either double his numbers and just improves on his technique and fundamentals. So I'm very excited to see Daniel Jackson. Uh, defense, I'm going to say D'Angelo Carter. Um, the, again, the limited times I've seen this man play, I'm like, why isn't this guy in more often with Boye um, on these like uh, pass rush sets? But I'm like, whatever, it's fine. Um, he, he, he excites me more and I'm excited to see him take a leap and then Special teams, I don't have a player, but the one that I am very keen on is, like, I want a legitimate returner. Like, I, I think the team is really feeling with the loss of Demetrius Douglas. Um, like, I know we I know we always criticize Demetrius for every everything in the past, but, like, at least I can trust Demetrius to at least secure the punt and not muff it, or at least does his best in the situation that's handed to him. Mostly, um, I'm not seeing many things well from Cam Wiley or the other guys behind him. So I just need someone to step up on the – and maybe it means firing the special teams coordinator. Well, I'll take that. But I just need something to st someone to step up on the returner position for special teams. I will go um, offense. Where is it? <laughs> uh, off 
opens, I am taking one Trey Potts because I don't know if y'all know this, but that man has averaged in limited carry, carry, 10 yards of carry. Dude is a problem. Um, every time he touches the ball, like, he is he is a faster Shannon Brooks to me. Um, and much like Shannon Brooks, he comes with injuries. Um, but, yeah, he's a faster Shannon Brooks to me, and I really want to see um, how he does. Um, does this, Jason, does this have to be a person who's on the team right now? Or... Okay, there is a recruit on defense. Jaw um, Joyner. Well, dang. <laughs> Ooh, jaw, jaw, jaw. I can't wait. But um, I love, I love that I can predict that. On defense, um, I'm, you know what? No, I will go with someone who I've already seen. I'm gonna go with James Gordon um, because if it wasn't clear, I enjoy his violence. I enjoy the fact that he is only here to hurt somebody. Is he very well-versed in technique? No, he is not. Is he going to take your head off? Yes, he is. So, yeah. Um, And then special teams. I am very excited to see the new coach of special teams next year. Because if Rob Winger still has a job, Come next season, I'm going to have a problem. All right, Wyatt, you're up. Listen, I'm going to start the same way LeBron started here. I'm going to go with Trey Potts for offensive player. I'm excited to see more of next season. I think think Trey Potts is the future, as LeBron puts it. And uh, I think that that Mohamed Ibrahim and Trey Potts duo is going to do some (laughs) – Dangerous stuff. Um, on defense, we really need a linebacker to step up. And I don't know which linebacker that's going to be, but we got to have someone showing some nastiness in Give that area. Was that LaRon's? I said, just give me a linebacker. Yeah, it just play the game mean. That's, and I don't know who it's going to be, but hopefully somebody knocks their heads together and says, hey, you guys got to f- f- play this football game. Is that like you mean out, it. Right? And uh, <laughs> special teams, special teams, I'm actually going to name a player. Uh, I'm excited to finally see what Mark Crawford can do when <laughs> yeah, there's football being played. Because, oh, uh, oh, oh, man, do we need a punter. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't we? I feel like at some point, like, Nick Saban, in order to gain the success, he had to lose a field goal kicker. Like, Alabama just can't kick field goals. It can't happen. It's against the rules. And I feel like in order for P.J. Fleck to put together the first 11-1 season um, in 100 years, he had to give up a punter. A punter had to die. <laughs> and that's the thing that we have So, so. Yeah, so uh, before we wrap up, any things we did, anything else in the Big Ten or NFL space? Uh, or hot takes. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Jim Harbaugh is going to get fired we at the end of the year. Talked about him yet. Indiana. We haven't talked about the Hoosiers yet. <laughs> hot take. Northwest. Hey, we we we, we gave him some love earlier. We gave him some love earlier. I wasn't here for that. <laughs> <laughs> Has LeBron. Indiana beaten a good team? Oh. <laughs> How you many just triggered, Wyatt. Left in the Big Ten. Two 
and Indiana ain't played either one of them. Actually, three. We gonna see Indiana how they can play themselves. Wait, yo, 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 Wyatt. You know where they going this weekend? They gotta. Go I know to exactly. Camp, they gotta go to Camp Randall this weekend, Wyatt, and play a very pissed off Wisconsin team. Runs. Lawrence, do you know how scared I am of Wisconsin <laughs> if I'm Indiana? You should be very afraid. That's the answer. <laughs> because unlike Ohio Listen, State, Wisconsin I'm not going to a game not ready. But I know that this this could be the year if I'm Indiana. And I'm not going out lying down against a Wisconsin team. That's played three football games. Fun fact. Did you know that Wisconsin was without their top three wide receivers for the Northwestern game? Did you know they're all coming back? Did you know Wisconsin was without two of their starting defensive linemen um, against Northwestern? Did you know they're coming back? Northwestern just lost to Michigan State. You know what? What is Indiana's best win? Is That's it the one-win Penn State? Is it the no, two-win Michigan? Win is it the one-win Michigan State? <laughs> who, who is their good win? I don't think that Indiana has a signature win so much as they have a signature close loss. That they is... played one of the top four teams in the country. You know, and lost by seven. you know, I saw a seven-win Texas team nearly take out LSU last year. Is Indiana good, or is everyone bad? Because see, when we because let's be clear, there is a difference between them beating Penn State and us beating Penn State. Because we beat a top 10 Penn State Micah Parsons out here causing all type of havoc. They beat a Penn State that couldn't get past Nebraska. <laughs> and they barely, and the only reason they beat them, mind you, is because the Penn State running back forgot to go down. <laughs> If we if we being real about it, they should have lost that game. They what's really should have lost the that closest game they've played in a win. And they should have won it against a an objectively horrible Penn State team. <laughs> you got it. I bet. If North, if Northwestern and Indiana played in the Big Ten Championship, I'm taking Northwestern. Ooh. I'm taking Northwestern. You're taking a Northwestern team that just lost to Michigan State? Um, yep. And an objectively horrible Michigan State? Oh, if you watch that full game, you know you're just like, how the heck did Northwestern lose this game? They out here muffing punts. They out here dropping interceptions. When has that ever happened to a Pat Fitzgerald team? It doesn't. Is it going to happen again? No, it won't. <laughs> no, it won't. So, you know what? I will take Northwestern, even though I will say that Tom Allen is very much so becoming my third favorite coach in this conference. Tom hungry. Wait, who's the other two? Oh, my favorite coach in this conference is Pat Fitzgerald, period. Like, uh, people people are just like, how is Northwestern good? I was people like, how is Northwestern good? And I have to remind people that last year, despite being three and nine, Northwestern still had a top twenty-five defense. They were three and nine, but they still had a top twenty-five defense. And they brought back 17 people, 17 stars. So I'm just like, you telling me your team could be objectively a trash fire, 
and you still gonna put up incredible defense. All he needed, he didn't even need like a good quarterback because Peyton Ramsey isn't good. They just needed a warm body. That's all they needed. A warm body, a singular warm body who can throw those little Tom Brady dump down passes because none of their receivers can get separation. That's all he wanted. So yeah, I'm I'm taking I'm taking Patty Pitts and then I guess, you know, second place will be PJ. <laughs> I I'll take PJ second. Uh, third place is Tom Allen. Fourth place is uh, James Franklin. Fifth place, Greg Schiano, who if you did not watch the Rutgers-Purdue uh, game, let it be known that people said that P.J. Fleck came from the Greg Schiano coaching tree. And it wasn't until they were using things like hyper and family in the game that I was like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> this is the originator. <laughs> I thought all that stuff came from Fleck. It did not. <laughs> no, Griffin and I learned the uh, interesting way we were in Rutgers. It was like, wait, family? Forget I'm here. I love you. It's Chiano, Hyper. Oh, oh, Rutgers? Yeah. Yeah. Win. You... We went last year in the away game. We oh. I just want to say to Ron's that that's disrespectful to Greg Schiano. Putting him below James Franklin like that. <laughs> I know James Franklin has won a Big Ten title game. <laughs> I know James Franklin has won three New Year's Six Bowls. I know James Franklin took over a program that was about to die. <laughs> Wait, then where is, you know, the two coaches we may hate because they're playing against our rivals, uh, Paul Christ and Kirk Ferentz? Oh, crap. Okay, <laughs> I'll, tell you my, I'll tell you my favorite coaches, not the best coaches. Because if we were going, who's are the best coaches, it would go, again, Pat Fitzgerald is number one, and I will not hear any slander. Pat Fitzgerald is number one. Because how can you win at Northwestern? Literally how? Literally, how um, you're you're basically playing with a bunch of band kids. I uh, like how did this happen anyway? Matt Fitzgerald is number one. Um, number two. <laughs> uh, I'll, uh, I'll, I, I'm no, I'm gonna take Jim Leonard, the defensive coordinator at Wisconsin. I'm not going to uh, say Paul Chris. Screw him. Actually, Paul Chris is kind of nice. I'll take him. Um, third place would be, I guess, Kirk Ferentz and his nepotism. Um, yeah, I love how Brian Ferentz is going to be the head coach next year, despite everyone saying that he's racist, but okay. Then what about Ryan Day? And 14th place is Scott Frost. <laughs> um, <laughs> Wait, Scott Frost coaches? I didn't say he coached. I said he's the 14th best coach in the Big Ten. I so mean, you, he but he coaches. <laughs> I'm out here. I am legitimately struggling to find a worse coach than Scott Frost because I saw Mel Tucker beat both Jim Harbaugh and turn around and beat Patty Fitz, right? I saw um, the Michael Oakley at Maryland beat PJ and then turn around and beat James Franklin. What is Scott Frost's signature win? Can anybody think of one? Nope. Can you think, what is Scott Frost's best win? You see what my point is. <laughs> I see that we're I see that we're coming together <laughs> and thinking because his best win is either in twenty eighteen with Mike Riley's players 
uh, a win over a <clears throat> future seven-win Gopher team. Oh. That at, the time had Rob, that at the time had Rob Smith as the defensive coordinator. Oh, don't insult me by spitting out that name. <laughs> 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 or... A win over eventual seven-win Michigan State team that was on their third-string quarterback in a blizzard. Is that right? And that, yeah, it was the seven to six or nine to seven game. Oh, so which one is six. more iconic? It was nine six because it was five field goals. Oh God! <laughs> so which which one is more? Which which one is great? Or maybe. His iconic win is that one time where he was within a score of Ohio State. Exactly. Scott Frost sucks. <laughs> He's bad, and he blames everyone. And they're still trying to steal our best recruit in Avante Dickerson, and I hate that. I mean, I understand it because he's literally from Nebraska, so, like, is he so yeah, salty about Tyler Johnson wearing a sleeveless hoodie last year from last year? <laughs> yeah, well, maybe, look, maybe if your defenders wore hoodies, they wouldn't be so cold that they could actually tackle. Because they certainly couldn't tackle Tyler. They certainly couldn't tackle Muhammad or Rodney. I think, I think Tyler did did the defenders a, a favor by wearing a hoodie so they could uh... – it would help them tackle him, which still didn't really help. Like, they should have had something to grab onto, but, uh... But he says if you grab it, it's 15. I mean... That's something, I guess. I, I don't know, but... This is... Oh, uh, just a quick update. Um, the Chiefs uh, beat the Buccaneers, um, to which... Um, one Tyreek Hill had 13 catches for 269 nice, nice. yards and three touchdowns. So he only, he only had 66 yards after the first quarter. <laughs> um, because somebody was like, yo, let literally anyone else beat us. Um, to which also one Patrick Mahomes boy threw for 462 yards. Woof. The half a billion dollar, billion dollar man. Yeah, and Tom Brady. Are you saying, are you saying again. maybe Tom Brady isn't the best quarterback in the league? What? No, because that would be Brady hate. And people are going to be like, yo, he scored 14 points in the fourth quarter to come back with the end three. <laughs> Trestle ball. Anyway. Hey. Any hot takes? Can we just do hot takes and in this thing? <laughs> Any hot takes at all? We'll take them. Bye-bye, Jim. <laughs> Is he the new the Detroit Lions? Spicier than Indiana beating Wisconsin. I can't even top that. <laughs> you think You think Patricia's going to go crying back to Bill for a job? <laughs> I mean, going on home, going on home to Bill, you know. He knows you done messed up, but he he is a forgiving man. Include what with Billy O'Brien? <laughs> Will he go back? Go back home. Oh, um, my hot take. <clears throat> oh, say it. Say it. Rob, Rob Smith will become the best defensive coordinator in the Big Ten. Is that what it is, Laurens? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Rob Smith is gonna. Um, my hot take. Oh, I don't know if this is hot or just dumb. Um, <laughs> no, that would be dumb. Oh well, screw it. Um, Tom Allen is the coach at USC next season. 
And Matt Campbell is the coach at Texas next season. The same Texas team that he just beat. So you think Urban Myers will stay in retirement with the media? Where would it go? <clears throat> True. What, you think he feels like maybe Urban will go to SC, but that's about it. What, he's going to go to Texas for what? That place oh, no. is not, not Texas. I was going to say SC, but. <laughs> nah. Tom, Tom Allen or uh, Tom Allen and Matt Campbell are the ones doing the big coaching moves this year. Tom Allen's going to cry, and he's going to be like, I, I love my team so much. Also, I'm taking my talents to USC. So, those are my takes. Wyatt. I think that Jim Harbaugh losing his job is uh, a little bit too hot for my life. Um, nah. But I do like another. That's movie. lukewarm. <laughs> Wait, what? I Man. do like another Big Ten coach losing their job. Who? Oh. His name is Scott Frost. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Like, they're going to lose next week to Purdue. Uh, <laughs> they're going to lose next week uh, to Purdue and no, no, they would. Nebraska wouldn't dare because who are they gonna get? Who are they gonna get? I don't know, but anybody's better than Scott Frost. They can try Luke I mean, Pickle, but I don't think he wants Nebraska. Luke fucking higher us. Oh, You're better than I Scott Frost. Luke Fickle. Yeah. I my <clears throat> hot take. Luke Fickle is the coach at USC. <laughs> And Matt Campbell was the coach at Texas. Tom Allen, he's going to stay and make them. Tom Allen is the new old Kirk Ferentz. Ooh. Ooh, I like that. I quite I got like it. that. I got it. Derek Mason oh. just got fired, but now he's coming to Nebraska. Get the Vanderbilt coach who just lost <laughs> To Missouri to be the head coach of Nebraska. It's a perfect fit for him. <laughs> oh, but you hey, could do worse. But hey, you could keep Scott Frost. They could. They can go zero and eight in the Big Ten. That's cool with me. Hey, Vandy had the first woman be a kicker in the FBS level. Can we get her because she kicked the ball perfectly? Yeah. Didn't kick it out of bounds. Didn't allow a return. Perfect pinpoint accuracy. I'm like, I would like some of that. But also, I will say this. Some of the people on Twitter, like, being, like, armchair kicker kicker coaches, I'm like, it was a squib kick in the video that they shared. I had and no that was a that. perfect squib kick. Yeah, it was perfect. You could not ask for anything better. Like, literally, I'm like, you know, that was – Perfect execution. I don't know what else you want, but okay. I think in the long term, we might see more female kickers. Get get these awesome soccer team girls <laughs> to come in. And you know what? I am just waiting for all of these armchair coaches to have their masculinity ripped away from them. <laughs> when one of these dudes does a return on one of these kicks, and get slapped by one of these female kickers as the last line of defense. But That's what I'm waiting for. Do you want to be slacked how Pat McAfee slacked uh, Trendon Holiday? I want them, them or... to be slacked kind of the same way the Penn <laughs> If you remember in 2016, that big old Penn State kicker that we played at Penn State who yes. we for some reason wanted to hit. <laughs> I want it like that. That's what I want. Just like the dudes coming, he's like, ha I got past the blockers. Now all I have to do is get past the kicker. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want. 
hit them harder than like custody agreements. <laughs> and on that note, we will end this podcast. So thank you for listening to episode 32. Uh, have a great holiday season coming up. Uh, we'll hopefully have a couple more episodes before we end the season. Uh, but thank you for your time. And again, I'm your host, Jason, along with. I am Laurent. Keep all the 2021 recruits in the boat, Guider. I am Griffin. White. Oh, don't sleep on Indiana Oakers. They're going to lose to Northwestern. And Griffin, most. <laughs> and we'll see you next time. And oh, oh, oh. LeBron's out here acting like I won't take an Indiana <laughs> loss to Northwestern just fine. Also, I just really do not want Indiana to get in the big championship. I can't.